The Father I, Never, Had Written by Eric Garcia Plot Synopsis Andrew and Alejandro unwind while golfing on a hot day. Eric goes to work with his dad. Extra thoughts. I thought about writing a father and son chapter way before I thought of this chapter. I conceived this chapter in summer 2019 but I have edited as recently as 2021. This chapter will focus heavily on the relationship between Eric and his father. His father is not a bad man although it can be seen why some people may think he is. We also see the relationship between Alejandro and Andrew only starting as they reflect on their childhoods. The two storylines mesh well with each other as we dive a little deeper into each of these characters. I hope you enjoy this chapter as much I do. Chapter 7 coming soon. Disclosure. Let me remind you that several storylines here are fictionalized slash fictional. This is not a biography or of any relation to real people, places, or things. Copyright, Eric L. Garcia, and, alejandragaldums.wordpress.com, 2022. Unauthorized use and or duplication of this material without express and written permission from this site's author and or owner is strictly prohibited. Excerpts and links may be used, provided that full and clear credit is given to, Eric L. Garcia, and, alejandragaldums.wordpress.com, with appropriate and specific direction to the original content. 1. The drop-in. 2. Eric and his dad. 3. The golfing fiasco. 4. Eric and his dad, continued 5. The golfing fiasco, continued 6. Eric and his dad, conclusion 7. The ride along. Scene 1. The drop in. EXT Andrews work. 4.09 PM. October 29, 2048. The camera gets closer to the entrance and we see a black suburban pull up on the side for a parking spot in reverse. Alejandro exits the vehicle and walks towards YNT Law. He enters calmly and is wearing a similar suit to the one he was wearing before the abduction but more clean and the creases perfectly ironed. His other suit suffered a malfunction from sitting in the back of a dirty police car. He checks his watch and he walks up to the table in the middle of the floor. Alejandro. Hello darling, my name is Alejandro. She smiles at Alejandro with Alejandro smiling back just a little. Receptionist. Hello sir, how may I help you? Are you here to pick somebody up? Perhaps a beautiful little mamacita? Alejandro. Excuse me? Receptionist. Forgive me, I simply can't resist a man in a suit. Something about it makes them look so powerful. Alejandro. The suit does make me feel a little more powerful. Receptionist. Alejandro, Alejandro with the suit, who do, you, need me, to help you find. Alejandro. I was wondering if you can tell me where my son's office is. He's a lawyer here, ha. Huh? I, I needed to talk to him about something rather important. This is actually a nice place now that I see it in person. I've driven by it so many times before but I've never actually come inside. Receptionist. You should have visited us sooner, Alejandro, your son's name, please. Alejandro. My son's name is Andrew Hernandez. Receptionist. Oh yes, your son's quite a catch. He's a good boy though, which is good ha. Huh? His office is on the third floor. You can take the elevator or the stairs. The stairs are right down that way. And the elevator is down to the left that way. I hope we can talk again very soon. Alejandro. We'll see. Thank you darling. Receptionist. No Mr. Alejandro, thank you. I hope you have a very good day. 
She smiles almost seductively. Alejandro. I'll try. He walks towards the elevator and the camera skips a scene and shows Alejandro outside Andrew's office. The camera shows Alejandro stand outside for a couple of seconds just thinking to himself. Alejandro, voiceover. I've lied for many years but lying right at this moment to my son almost made me feel bad. I obviously couldn't tell him everything that transpired hours ago so I'll lie to him like any good father lies to their son. He then proceeds to knock. Andrew. Yes? Alejandro. How you doing son? He enters the office and smiles. Andrew gets up from his chair and walks over for a hug. Andrew. Yeah come in, come in. He closes the office door. Andrew. What the hell happened dad? I called your lawyer and told her what you told me to tell her but Leah and myself were just shaken by the whole thing. Alejandro. When I tell you, you are just gonna be shocked at what really happened. Alejandro, voiceover. How's this for making up stories? Andrew. Well? Alejandro. Well, as it turns out, the police officers were just doing their job and they did indeed make a little mix-up. My vehicle was reportedly stolen but the officer who realized that my vehicle was stolen, was mistaken by a character in the license plate. He thought the four was an A careless mistake and they kept me in a cell for about an hour until they realized their little mix-up. They thought I was some kind of low-life felon. They put me in a 6 by 6 foot cell with three other idiots who were actually criminals. They realized that the officer made a mistake and the kind officer who made the mistake was even willing to get my car back within 30 minutes. He looks intensely at Alejandro unsure of whether it's true or not. Andrew. I can see how someone can think the 4 was an A on a license plate. They look like the same damn thing. Alejandro. I wanted to yell at the officer but what would that have done? We all make mistakes you know. Andrew. Yeah, that is true. We've all made those, but what about the fake license claim? Alejandro. Abuse of power at its finest ha. Huh? I spoke to their supervisor and he said the two officers will be penalized accordingly. They did abuse their power and I'm considering to file charges against them but my lawyer suggests otherwise. I'm undecided on that matter really because it really all comes down to what I want to do. Andrew. Oh. Well, I'm glad that the whole situation was handled. I wish I could have been the one to handle everything but. Alejandro. It just would have made everything more messy that it already was son. I appreciate you worrying for your father but the situation was handled and I'm thankful that everything turned out the way it did. Besides, you're not my lawyer, you're my boy my son. Andrew. I suppose that's all that really matters after all. Alejandro. Yes, exactly. Hey son, what's the deal with that receptionist? Is she a flirt or am I just extra handsome today? Andrew. It could be both. She's something. She flirts with me every time I come into work. She's harmless though. She's actually friends with Carol. Carol has come by to bring me lunch or dinner so many times that she sometimes sits next to her to gossip and whatnot. It's scary. Alejandro. She is beautiful indeed though. Andrew. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. Alejandro. Well, the reason I came here was to let you know the situation, you know. To let you know that your man is a good man and not some thief like those degenerate officers claimed I was. The whole situation got me fired up son. To be put in handcuffs in front of my children, it's awful. Awful. Thinking about it gets me fired up. Andrew. But like you said, people make mistakes. 
It's all right, Dad. You even got some excitement out of everything. I'm sure it felt good knowing that you were coming home and not spending the whole day in a jail cell. I was just about to call the jail when I got out of work to see if you had been processed but I'm glad you came here to tell me about it. I know that you're here for me dad, but, I want you to know that I'm here for you too. If you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to ask okay? Alejandro. I appreciate it. If you ever need anything, don't be afraid to ask me either son. Andrew. Well, I am, I'm glad to know that. There's actually something I wanted to talk to you about but it's not important. I'll tell you about it some other time. I don't mean to sound rude but I have a god-awful amount of paperwork to finish. Alejandro. My son is kicking me out of his office. I'm shocked. I never thought I would see that day, but I understand Miho. You are a big man, an important man to Y&T Law. I'll let you get back to it. Andrew. No, no. I'm not kicking you out. You can be here all day if you'd like it's just that I need to read through a lot of things and need to focus. Alejandro. No worries at all son. I'll see you on Thursday at dinner at my place per the usual. I was thinking you know, are you free on Saturday? Andrew. I do think my day is clear that day dad, why? Alejandro. What do you say me and you go golfing this weekend? Just the two of us? We can have dinner with everyone later that day. What do you say? Andrew. I can, I can golf. I used to be part of the golfing team in high school. Alejandro. Really? That's great then. We can go to this nice one I've gone to a couple of times. It's a real nice one. Andrew. Yeah sure, sounds good dad. Alejandro. We'll talk about the details on Thursday. Goodbye son. Andrew. Goodbye dad. Have a good day. Alejandro. You too son, you too. Alejandro looks around the room and smiles. Alejandro, voiceover. Well isn't that something? Now I'm going golfing with my son. Sounds fun. He then exits the scene closing the door behind him. The screen then goes black. Dash. Scene 2. Eric and his dad. 7.49 AM. November 29, 2013. The scene shifts to Eric in a truck with his dad. They are both silent in the vehicle. They listen to the salsa music playing in the background. Eric's dad looks flustered. Abba begins playing in the background. Eric. Who's that? Licinio. You don't know who that is? Eric. No, but it sounds catchy. Licinio. That's A-B-B-A. Abba. Eric. I've never heard it. Licinio. They were great. The brunette was the Hermosa. Eric. The brunette? Licinio. Let me explain. Abba has a Pella Negro which means brunette I guess. And it also has a blondie. The blondie isn't Faya, but the brunette was the one. She was the star of Abba. Bien Chula. Eric. I'll have to look into them. Licinio. They didn't even know English when they sang. They're from Sweden. Canton Bien Benito. How you feeling? You know, I know me and you don't spend a lot of time together, but it's because I work a lot miho. We went to WrestleMania last year. You remember how much fun we had? Eric. When the lady accidentally spilled your beer. Licinio. I'm sorry she said. Penja ha. All I wanted was a beer with some nachos and I couldn't have my beer man. 
Work at the shop is hot miho. I hope you came prepared to sweat and work hard. Eric. Oh yeah, mom went to get me an outfit. She got me a pair of khaki pants and khaki long sleeves. What color is your uniform? Licinio. Navy blue. With my name in the corner. Eric. That's what mine's missing, a name tag. Next time. Licinio. How long has it been since you came here? Eric. It's been, it's been years. The camera shows the sign of the building. It read Lee's Hydraulics. Eric's dad exits the vehicle with a stack of keys attached to a keychain and he walks towards the building. He opens the door and all the workers enter the shop with each one being offered a handshake by Eric's dad. Eric watches on as they all enter. He gets a text message. The camera shows that it's from Gabby wishing him good luck on his first day of work. Good luck Eric. Kick some ass. Eric smiles. The camera slowly fades as Licinio walks back to the truck. Dash. Scene 3. The golfing fiasco. 11.02 AM. November 1, 2048. The camera shows a field of grass everywhere. A golf ball flies in the air and we see a golf cart going through. It shows Alejandro and Andrew on the golf cart. The sun doesn't seem to bother much anymore since they both appear to be wearing jackets. They both wear a Sunshine Golf Country Club jacket. It's given only to premium members. They begin talking as Andrew makes a sharp turn and they both get a little shaken. Alejandro. When was the last time you drove a golf cart? Andrew. It's A, it's been a while. Alejandro. I figured it had been a while when you went backwards instead of going forward when we first got on. I'm trying not to be scared boy, but I just want to start the game in one piece. I don't want us to die via the golf cart. Andrew. I should have let you drive, damn it Andrew. Now we know for next time. The reason I wanted to drive is because, well, I've never driven a golf cart. I wanted to know what it felt like you know? Alejandro. So we could have flipped over there? Andrew. But we didn't. Alejandro. Mijo, mijo. If you didn't know, you should have let the professionals handle it. I actually learned how to drive a golf cart when I was seven years old. My grandfather himself taught me. Well, he was like a grandfather to me I mean. Andrew. Oh, I never had the chance. When I was seven years old, I was always reading books. I read like almost every book series you can think of. Alejandro. I read when I could as a child, but it wasn't my favorite pastime. My favorite pastime was probably working with the old man. He was a great man that man. He worked harder than most his whole life. Andrew. Your father? Alejandro. He was, like a father to me. Andrew. Mr. Hernandez was a hard-working man too but he always made time for us. I remember all of us playing Monopoly as kids and even as teenagers. Alejandro. You're never too old to be a child someone once said. Who would usually win at Monopoly? Andrew. Leah would win most of the time. We all would win once in a while but she definitely had the most wins out of all of us. They arrive to the first hole. They exit the golf cart with each reaching for their golf clubs. Andrew sets up his ball on the tee. He prepares his driver from the golf clubs. Alejandro. You have played haven't you son? Andrew. I was the king of golf in high school, chess team, debate team also. Alejandro. My boy was a triple threat. Andrew swings and the golf ball flies. Andrew. Yes. 
Woo! I haven't hit a golf ball in almost 10 years and I still kick ass. Alejandro. Good shot. Let's see what I can do. Alejandro swings and watches in amazement at how far the ball flew. Alejandro. Woo! I like the enthusiasm son. Let's go. I got the paper to keep track. Did they give me a pen or a pencil at check-in? They enter the golf cart with Alejandro driving this time. Andrew. They didn't, oh wait. I think I have a pen in my pocket. Yes I do. He hands over the pen as Alejandro grabs it and holds it against the wheel. He struggles and tries not to get angry as he might drop the pen from the bumpy ride. Alejandro. So, you were really the king of golf in high school huh? Andrew. I won the school a couple of trophies back in my day. It's just golf though you know. Golf is more fun than challenging really. What about yourself? Alejandro. Honestly, I spent more time with my friends wasting time and wishing we never grew up. I often wonder how life would have been if I had actually been more productive during those days. Andrew. I had very few friends growing up. I was always busy with something and never really had time to really get to know people. I actually met Carol when I was 23 years old. She was just as beautiful as she is today. Alejandro comes to a halt and they exit golf cart. Andrew puts his golf tee and sets up his ball. Alejandro. Oh really? I didn't know that. Your files can only tell me so much about you ha. Huh? So was she your first love son? Andrew. No. I had my first love in high school. Well, it felt like love. We were together for two years. We had different plans after high school, and well, we went our separate ways. I was an Oxford man myself and she wanted to travel the world for a couple of years before she went to college. Kudos to her but that could never have been me. Andrew swings as the screen goes black. Dash. Scene 4. Eric and his dad, continued. The screen cuts to Eric still waiting in his dad's truck. His dad returns. Licinio. You know what time it is? Eric. It's like 8.04 isn't it? Licinio. Breakfast time. The scene shifts to a convenience store with a lady making tortillas on the grill. The lady wears a yellow shirt and matching yellow apron with pants. She lays out a total of six on the grill. She mixes a pan close by of what appears to be something mixed with egg. She flips the tortillas as they crisp to a perfect crisp. The door opens momentarily. Licinio and Eric enter. Licinio. This is the place. This is where we get breakfast. Eric. Tacos? Licinio. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Lady. Buenos dias. Como esta? Licinio. Pas la sabes, con no ganas de trabajar pero a la javamos. Este es mi hijo, Eric Lee. Lady. Que lindo. Mucho gusto Eric Lee. Tu papa es un hombre bueno mijo. Aprecialo ha. Eric. Mucho gusto. Si, mi cuentan. Licinio. Look, you could get a taco, or, you could get what I get. Carmen here toasts me some hamburger buns and puts whatever I want inside. Yo voy a querer. He points his finger oddly at one of the breakfast items behind the glass. Licinio. ESO. KS? Carmen. Huevo a la Mexicana. Licinio. ESO. Yo quiero ese. And you mijo? Eric. 
Well, I did my one push-up earlier. I'm feeling adventurous, a little. I'll have the toasted buns, with potato and egg. Two of them. Licinio. Two of them? S. Comalone. Ha! Eric. I mean, three would be a lot. The scene fast forwards to them sitting in an office. There's parts everywhere around the office. Hydraulic components on shelves and many more hung up on the walls and labeled. At the desk in the office, sits a laptop on a support. Eric and Licinio sit down quietly and enjoy breakfast. Eric and Licinio smile at each other but remain quietly as they eat in silence. The phone rings loudly and breaks the quietness in the office. Licinio reaches for the phone and answers. Licinio. Lee's Hydraulics? Yes. Well, I could go fix it there but it would be a lot easier for you to take off the cylinder and bring it here. I can do either or, but it'll be a bit more if I have to go myself to take it off. Okay. I wouldn't really know sir because I don't know what it has inside. I can tell you Amaso Menos, okay. Well, my name is Lee. Yes, my cell phone number is 34X. Thank you, thank you sir. The call ends. Eric. The first call of the day? Licinio. That's nothing. They'll start to chinger more in a bit. Let's get started. We are lead to a montage of them getting ready in the bathroom as Licinio keeps talking. Licinio. I know it's the first time you coming to work at the shop. Now, my father was a piece of shit. I'll do my best not to be like him. I've done my best over the years to already be better than him. My father was a smart man Miho but one ignorant man. A man with wasted potential. I'd like to believe that he could have been a great man if he had someone guide him into the right direction. That's where I come in. I will do for you what he didn't do for me, guide me. I've been a pretty good father if I say so myself. You've never had an empty plate or never had something you didn't want. You've had that plus more. Much more. Now your job here will be you being my number two. If I need something, you will go and fetch it for me. I'm counting on you son. It's best that I let you know ahead of time that if I yell at you, it's for your own good. My job as a father to humble you has come. You know how I make a big deal about you cutting the grass? Well, that's me here most of the time. Now it's your first day here, it's possible that you'll hate it. Whether you like it, or not, will depend entirely on you Mr. Garcia. Does that sound good to you? Eric. Why yes sir. Licinio. Welcome to Lee's Hydraulics. The scene shifts to show Lee under a 18-wheeler. He crawls underneath it. Licinio. I'll need a 7 eighths and 15 sixteenths key wrench. Do you know what a key wrench is? Eric. Yes. I'll be right back. Eric runs back into the garage part of the shop. The camera shows a small crane and big welded table in the center. There also appears to be a stack of five galoon cans around the crane. It looks like shit someone once said. Eric runs up the drawer and he looks at the wall as if almost staring at the wall. The camera shows him talking to himself. Eric. What keys did he need? A worker with the name Balde on the uniform comes up from behind him. Balde. Hey, you must be Lee's son. Eric. Hey, nice to meet you. Tu estabas arriba del camión verdad? Que labis queria mi papa? Eks unilabe? The man chuckles under his breath. Balde. Panga atención y puedes aprender. You dat needed a 7 eggs and a 15 sixteens. These are lobbies or keys in English. He grabs a wrench from the drawer cabinet that they are both in front of searches for the second one that he'll need. 
Balde. Here you go, senor. He hands Eric the two key wrenches. Eric. Thank you. I mean, gracias. He grabs the keys and runs back outside. He almost tips over but catches himself just barely. Eric. Here you go. They weren't where they were supposed to be. Eric hands the keys to Lee under the truck and Lee grabs them. Lee. That sucks man. Balde walks over to Eric and introduces himself to Eric. Balde. My name is Balde. Nice to meet you my friend. Eric. Mucho gusto, Senor Balde. My name is Eric. Balde. Tirame un grito if you need something Senor Eric. Lee. No, Senor Balde? Ha ha. Ese way es un colero mijo. Balde? Este way no es Senor Eric, es Mr. Garcia Elvado. Eric. Mr. Garcia? Lee. Pas you're a Garcia mijo. Mr. Garcia. What's wrong with you man? Ha ha. Ya cabe balde. Sigail. Lee gets out from under and walks back into the shop. Another worker begins walking toward them with a uniform and it shows him with a name tag that reads Tony. Tony. Lee? Lee. Que paso mijo? Tony. Tiene un cliente en su oficina. Dice que esta buscando una pampa. Tiene fotos y todo. Lee. Avoy. Mr. Garcia. I need you to keep busy while I'm inside okay? You can clean tools or sweep, you can organize too it's messy as shit in here too, but I don't want to see you doing nothing. Eric. Okay. I'll see what I can find. Lee. We got cameras everywhere so we'll know if you're not doing anything, so keep busy mijo until I get back. Tony's walkie talkie. Tony, hey un senor que trade dos cilindros. Tony. Avoy. Eric Verder? Eric. C. E2 Ares Tony. Como estas? Tony. Muy bien. Nice to meet you my friend. Me puedes venir a ludar? Eric. C. Vamos. They begin walking to the parking lot of the shop. Tony. Como esta el fresquito? Eric. Se siente con ganas. Tony. Si verdad? Ha ha. They continue walking until they approach a pickup truck and a man leans against it. Tony. Buenos dias. Usted SLK trade dos cilindros? Senor. SSSC. Sorry, I don't speak Spanish. I wish I understood but not even that. They're in the back of the pickup. Senor opens door from the bed in the pickup. It gets stuck. Poor old guy struggles for a bit as the handle is apparently stuck. Senor. There they are. I was telling the nice lady inside that only one of them was leaking, but I brought both just in case. Should I repair both now since they work together? My worker tells me that they're like brothers, if one stops working, I should fix the other one too. I mean, the problem is, I didn't know if I should believe him but I went ahead and believed him and I'm here now ha. Huh? Tony. K Dice Eric? Eric. Dice K L no mas trajo uno pack lo arreglen pero K L otro no estaba fiando, pero K son tipo hermanos los cilindros. Quiere saber si es mejor arreglar los dos en vez de uno. Tony. Si sir. Por K si herglamos uno no mas, el otro va liquar en poco tiempo. Eric. 
He says that yes it's better to fix both because if we only fix one, the other one will leak soon. Senor. Well, looks like Bert was right. Tony. No mas pasel a la oficina por favor a dejar su nombre y su numero de teléfono. Senor. What is he saying? Eric. He says that if you can step into the office and leave your name and phone number with the secretary, he would really appreciate it. Senor. I can do that. What's your name? Eric. My name is Eric. I'm Lee's son. Senor. Oh yeah, you are? That Lee is something, isn't he? Born in, where did he say he was from last time? Eric. He's from Guatemala. Senor. Yeah, Guatemala. If only we had more people like him in this world. He's a great man that Lee. You should feel proud that he's your dad. Let me step back into the office. Eric. Esta pesado? Tony. Mas o menos. Yo me libo est. Eric. Yo me libel otro. Oh dang, it's kinda heavy. He almost drops it but catches it. Tony. Puedes? Eric. Si. The scene shifts to Eric picking up tools around the shop. He picks up a hammer and a couple of key wrenches. Worker number one. E. E. K. Honda Muchachito? Two eres el hijo de Liverdad? Mucho gusto. Como te llamas tu? Eric. Mi nombre es Eric. Gusto en canacerlo. Como te llamas tu? Eric looks at the name tag that reads Oscar and then looks up at Oscar. 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 Pas como te gusta el trabajo de tu papa? Eric. Pas apenos tango como 45 minutos aquí pero esta mas o menos. Lee exits his office in a rush. Lee. Que estas haciendo? Eric. Picking up tools and putting them in the sink. I was about to wash them. Lee. Come with me. They begin walking towards a bucket truck. The vehicle has a company sticker that reads Arts Truck and Equipment. Lee goes to the back of the vehicle and climbs up as the sun gets brighter than earlier. Lee. Turn on the truck miho. Eric. Alright. Lee. Turn on the PTO. Eric. What's a PTO? Lee. The switch. Eric. Which switch? The camera shows four switches and Eric worried trying to figure out which one activates the PTO. Lee. Turn on all of them. He turns all four switches on that now shine bright red. Eric. Okay. It's on. They all are. Lee begins lifting the bucket with the lever of the valve as he holds it steadily. The bucket slowly goes up and it reaches the max height. The camera then shows him move another valve lever and he moves it towards one way and then moves it the other way which causes the extended boom of the bucket to swing side to side. He then pulls another lever and the boom begins extending more and more until it almost covers the sun from Eric's face. The camera slowly shifts Eric sweating profusely. His face looks even more red than usual. He stands there almost out of breath just looking at his dad as his dad continues working and even grunts in the background. Lee. Hey. Eric stares blankly at him as Lee keeps calling for him. Lee. Hey. Eric. What do you need? Lee. I need you to pay attention. We are working right now and you're not even looking and paying attention. If you were paying attention you would have heard me when I told you to get some red garas, like this kind.
He pulls out a red rag from his back pocket. Eric. Red rags. Lee lifts hand in motion. Lee. No. It's okay now. I don't need them anymore. Eric. Dad, I can go get them. He gets off bucket truck and begins walking towards shop. Lee. No, it's okay. Eric begins walking next to Lee. Lee. I'll go get them. I just, I, I just need you to pay attention please. You're my number two. I know it's your first day at the shop, but get on the ball miho. Eric. Okay. Yes, yes sir. Lee. Good. Good to hear. What's next to do? Um. Ah see. See 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 see. The camera shifts to Eric holding a pump against a table as Lee attempts to loosen it open with a cheater pipe attached to a key wrench. The camera shows how hard Eric holds onto the pump as it shifts to a vein and Lee's head bulging with fury. Sweat begins running down both of their faces. Lee. Son of a, bitch. Grab it miho. Eric. I'm, holding it, as much as I can. He stops and looks up at Eric. Lee. Grab it better. Please. I can't do this alone. Eric. Wait wait. The camera shows his shirt even dirtier than before. There also appears to be more sweat running down his face. Lee. Here. Lee inserts an old bolt sitting in the mess on the table into a pump opening so the pump can't rotate side to side and is also easier to hold for Eric's convenience. Lee. Let's try again. They begin preparing themselves and after a couple of grunts and yelling Spanish bad words out loud. The camera shows both of their faces at the same time grunting with full force and then it shows the bolt turn with a little bit of smoke coming with it as the bolt is loosened. Eric. We got it. Who? Lee. Yeah, we got it. Eric. That was, exciting. Lee begins disassembling the pump into pieces as Eric stops looking into thin air again and grabs the part that his dad is holding out for him to grab. Lee. Here. Listen. I want you to tell Tony to check if we have another one just like this. Exactly like this. Okay? And tell him to also bring me a seal kit for the same thing whether we have this part or not. Eric. Yes sir. I'll be right back. Lee. Okay. The camera shows Eric come back with both a new part wrapped in plastic and a little baggie with seals. Lee smiles and they begin reassembling the pump with the camera fading in and out. The camera shows them from behind. Eric runs back and forth bringing something or taking something away. Eric is holding onto the pump again. Lee picks up the pump and hands it to Eric. Eric walks awkwardly with the pump as he jiggles from side to side barely able to hold the pump in place. He's able to hold it and walks out of camera view. The camera then shows him washing tools in the sink. He looks at the clock and it reads 11.55. Eric. 5 minutes everybody. Everybody pretend like you're doing something for the next 5 minutes. Eric scrubs the tool in his hands harder and the screen goes black slowly back into the scene with Alejandro and Andrew at the golf course. Dash. Scene 5. The golfing fiasco, continued. Andrew. Well, that wasn't a bad hit. Alejandro. It wasn't bad at all. It was great. You still got the skills. Even though we both know you haven't golfed in God knows how long. Andrew. I mean, I never have time to practice anymore. It's always work and more work. When I'm off, I just want to be with Carol. 
We go on dates, well as many as we can go since she's getting closer to her due date. Alejandro. That's good son. Cherish that woman. She adores you, I can see it. Andrew. Can I ask you something? Alejandro. Of course. Andrew. Do you miss your father? Alejandro. Yes. I miss him all the time. Andrew. How was your father? What kind of man was he? Alejandro. He was, a good man. A very good man who I wish I got to understand better. We were similar in so many ways but we never met eye to eye near the end of days. Andrew. What happened to him? Alejandro. He passed on many years ago. I wish, I had gotten to know the man but I didn't. I did get to see certain aspects of him but I never connected with him you see. A hard working man he always was. I always used to tell him how he was like a machine. Hmm. Andrew. Oh, dad. I had no idea. How could I? Alejandro. It's okay. He taught me a few things but the biggest lesson he wanted me to learn he, he always wanted me to be a man, a reliable man, but God took him away from me. Pause. I can't be upset about it now. It's been too many years. I've made my peace with God too. Andrew. Hey, you alright dad? Alejandro. I'm, I'm fine son. I'm still shaken by the fact that I have a family. To be able to say that I golf with my son or I visit my daughter at her restaurant or to know that I have a grandchild with another grandchild almost coming. It just, it warms my heart. Andrew. Aw dad, I'm glad that we cross paths too. I always felt like I was missing something from my supposed father. Mr. Hernandez pushed me to be the best but just like your dad, or every dad, he wanted his son to be a reliable man. Andrew hugs Alejandro and Alejandro taps his back with one hand to comfort Andrew as Andrew continues almost bare hugging him. Alejandro. I, I suppose it's something every father would want. He smiles at Andrew with a look of happiness in his face. A look that has only been shown very few times on Alejandro. Andrew. It's your turn dad. Alejandro. Oh yes. Let's see what I got. He sets up tea and then swings. The ball flies far that he couldn't even see where it went. Alejandro. Good shot, good shot. Andrew. Let's go to the next hole. They both get on the golf cart and Andrew drives to another section. Alejandro points to the far left. Alejandro. There's fine. Andrew. You still work with that company in Mexico right dad? Alejandro. Mainly conferences and over the phone conversations, so yes, but not as much. I attend a few conferences a year that they invite me to but other than that it's smooth sailing. Andrew. Huh. Alejandro. Can I ask you something son? Why did you become a lawyer son? Andrew. I became a lawyer for one purpose. Money. I wanted to take the world by storm and make bank but my views changed slightly. I fell in love with Carol and I was aiming for the big times. I got offered multiple high paying jobs but I realized that I couldn't leave home. That's the main reason I couldn't work for the big core. I got offered a six figure salary from this one company in Florida but I couldn't do it. It was an easy no but I sat on it. I thought about it. I gave it a few thoughts. Alejandro. Well, you're here now, so you turned it down? Andrew. I turned it down because Florida may have given me that big salary but this place, these towns close by are my home. 
I'm making good money here but not the kind of money I could have made if I had chosen that job in Florida. Alejandro. That's crazy son. Andrew. Yeah, it is but every day I'm glad I chose this job over that one. Money is great but it isn't everything like I once thought it was. What about you dad? What's your idea on money? Alejandro. Well, the truth is, I don't believe everything is about money either son. I never craved money like most people. Everyone in this world craves things and majority of them claim money but they're foolish. There's something far greater than money in this world son. Andrew. And what's that? Alejandro. Power. Andrew. Power is okay but I never fully fell in love with the idea of having power. People in power can lose sight of who they are sometimes. Power changes people and I like myself just the way I am. I've never been the cocky type of man, but I knew my worth. Not all people with power are bad, that's wrong of us to say. Some are good people like my boss, he's a decent man. He's not the greatest guy in the world because I know him but he's a decent man. He tries to make the best decisions for everyone but some people just don't see that's he doing what's best for us. Alejandro. A man in power will always have people that doubt them, that hate them, it's part of having power. People see a man with power and will envy them because they wish they had that kind of power. It's always been like that. Andrew. I guess you're right about that. Alejandro. And this man, your boss, what does he think about you? Andrew. He sees big things in me. I actually just got assigned a potentially big case. Alejandro. As he should son. You're one of the great ones. I've looked back on some of your cases. The one that struck out to me was the one with the man who broke into someone else's house and ended up cutting off two of his toes when he tried breaking the window with his shoes and the glass just sliced them off. Wow. Andrew. When I first started working, I would take personal cases that weren't from the company. That guy ended up winning almost 100 grand from that case. I won about 50 grand from that case. The guy was scum and he still is. I defended a guy who was guilty. I defended a guy with eight toes that wasn't worth a damn if I'm honest with you, but I was just doing what I needed to do to survive you know? Alejandro. I suppose we all do what we need to in order to survive huh? Andrew. Definitely. Alejandro. You said you have a big case right now, how's that going? Andrew. He recently assigned me to a big case. It's potentially a big case. Everything is still being processed but I'm looking forward to it. I also have about three cases that I just started this past week. One of them, if it's true what this woman told me, it'll be a very big case. A lot of cases are like that though so I won't get my hopes up. You get a case that appears to be promising and then it just goes away and it was all a waste of time. Alejandro. Well, that's good mijo. I'm glad you get a joy for what you do. Leah seems to be the same way with her cooking. Andrew. Leah has always been passionate about cooking. I remember us as little kids. Mrs. Hernandez first teaching her on how to make brownies. They always wanted me to help but I rarely did. It paid off because Sandy's brownies are out of this world. She knows how to perfect almost anything that's edible but not me. I'm not the greatest person who should be in the kitchen ha. Huh? Alejandro. Well, I'm glad my children are not normal people but extraordinary people. My son turned out to be a great man and his sister, a great woman. Andrew. The thing with Leah is that she loves too much. That's one of the biggest reasons why her ex-husband and her couldn't work out. Add and also that he changed as a person for the worst. When I first met him, he was a good man. 
He's somebody I know that money and power changed him for the worst. It almost corrupted his soul. I never thought in a million years that he would ever try to put his hands on Sandy. I'm glad she finally went through the divorce. He kept holding off on the divorce God knows why but it felt good seeing the piece of shit in handcuffs. Alejandro. I've only heard things about the man but like you said, Leah loves too much. I'm sure she couldn't live with the idea of Brian's parents getting divorced. She wanted everything to work out and I can't blame her but I'm proud that she stood her ground and finally divorced him. I'm not sure of many things son, but I'm sure you'll do a great job as a father. Better than I ever would have. Andrew. What does that mean? Alejandro. You know, I didn't have a chance to raise you kids but I can only imagine how different you both would have been if I had known that your mother gave you all up. Poor soul had problems. It was a blessing that she gave you all up really. May she rest in peace, but the poor gal wasn't the best type of person. Her life was constantly here and then there. I'm glad that she didn't raise you. If I had known that you all were in an orphanage, I would have gotten you all out and gave you the life I wish I had the chance to give you. Andrew. Well, you think things would have been different if you had raised us? Alejandro. Maybe. Maybe some things would be a little better. Some things might be even worse. Who knows what kind of father I would have been, but what does matter, is the kind of father I can be now in this day and age. Your sister, you, Brian, Carol, the little one, it's just, I can't ask for more out of life, you know? He gets ready to swing. Andrew. Almost as if our paths were destined to be. Alejandro. Exactly. It's a quarter to two. You getting hungry? He swings. Andrew. Yeah a little. Where should we go? Alejandro. I was thinking that new restaurant in town. The one by the construction site on the south side of town. Andrew. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard about that place. They say that they have the best chicken fried chicken. Alejandro. Yes I heard about it. Let me call Leah and Brian that we are ready to eat. Andrew. Let me tell Carol to meet us there. Alejandro. Maybe next time we should all come together here. What do you think? They get back on the golf cart and keep driving with Alejandro this time taking over the driving spot. Andrew. I can see Leah and Brian golfing but definitely not my baby girl. She'd be complaining and it's better for everyone if she just stayed home. Why ruin a fun time, it's mainly the hormones really. Before she was pregnant, we used to always play mini golf. She was always the better putter. Alejandro. She was better than you? Andrew. I let her win sometimes you know, what can I say? Alejandro. Just for clarification, you didn't let me win here today, right? Andrew. Oh yeah, I had to let you win dad. What gave it away? The screen slowly goes black as they begin driving away with the camera zooming back showing all the green land and the golf course. Dash. Scene 6. Eric and his dad, conclusion. The camera opens up with Eric and Lee sitting at a table for lunch. The place looks packed as there's almost no tables that are empty. Loud conversation after another as we can see the place is overfilled. Eric and his dad sit patiently waiting for a server to attend them. Lee. Have you ever been here? Eric. No, but it feels familiar. Have I been here with you? Lee. Yes. We've been here a couple of times before but a long time ago. We came with my friend. Do you remember my friend? Eric. What friend? Lee. Mary. 
She's tall and has brunette hair. She used to have blonde hair a while back. I'm sure you remember her. She likes joking around so much ha. Huh? A tall, big, brunette lady, Mary enters the restaurant and begins walking towards their table. The background noise stops as Eric sees who it is. He looks confused, like as if he is remembering something, but he smiles at her, or tries to at least. Mary. Hey Lee. Hi Eric. It's been forever since I've seen you. When was the last time I saw you? Eric. He thinks to himself to remember but he can't recall the whole encounter. Flashback. June 24, 2012. He starts remembering pieces of it. He recalls a blonde woman entering the hair salon when his dad and him were waiting to be seen. The blonde woman signed her name and greeted his dad. She then proceeded to greet Eric. Mary. Hi Eric. I haven't seen you in a while. You're growing up so fast, you really are. Lee. He's growing every day ha. Huh? Mary. I wonder how long it'll take for them to attend us since there's only two of them attending people. I swear they're so slow and with all the patience in the world. Lee. It'll go by fast. Eric then slowly is walked towards the chair of destiny and the lady asks him what kind of haircut he wants. Eric's dad and Mary continue talking in their seats to each other. They smile at each other and even laugh a little as Eric watches from his seat. He comes back to reality. Eric. It was a little more than a year ago. My dad took me to cut my hair. Yeah. You walked in and sat next to him while I got my hair cut. Mary. Oh yeah. That's when I went from blonde to brunette. Eric. It was Father's Day that day. He told me we were going to get haircuts and go bowling. Mary. Yeah it might have been, that's why my ex-husband had the kids that day. Yes. It makes sense. Eric. And we waited for you to go from blonde to brunette. And then we went bowling with wings even though I thought, never. Never mind. Lee. Yeah. We did all go bowling after right? Eric. And Mary won. She beat us. And we ate wings there. The wings were okay but I remember now. I had, forgotten. Mary and Lee begin speaking to each other as Eric remembers every detail slowly. Mary. What's up man? Lee. Nothing much, a lot of work like always mama. And you? How's work today? They begin talking and it blends in with the other conversations in the background. Only mumbling can be heard now as the camera shows Eric's POV looking at Mary and Lee. Eric, voiceover. Oh. Now I remember that time we went bowling. How could I let myself forget it? I remember my mom was out of town during those days. My mom and Leslie had decided to go to Disney World with the family. I didn't go because I don't like planes. I never have. I now remember that day we went bowling on Father's Day. My dad came to pick me up at my grandma's and back then, it was rare that me and him spend any time alone. He came to pick me up and told me that we were going to go get me a haircut and spend time together. What an unexpected plot twist when we ran into Mary at the hair salon and then her joining us for bowling. That wasn't the first time that I crossed paths with Mary. I crossed paths with her for the first time in my life when I was around 5 years old. I didn't like remembering this and now I see why I had made myself forget this. But yes, I remembered who Mary was, and I didn't like it one bit. The background noise gets loud again. Lee. Hey, Mr. Garcia, what are you going to order? Eric. I'll, I'll just get a fajita plate. Lee. You okay mijo? 
Eric smiles but he feels as though it's not a real smile. Eric. Why wouldn't I be? Voiceover continued. We continued having lunch and I won't lie when I say that the food was good, but it was the company that we had with us that I didn't like. I hated her. Seeing her made me sick to my stomach. I didn't speak much after the food came. I stayed quiet. We got back to the shop and got back to work. We started working again and my dad got busy again. He went into his office and I started sweeping since I had finished picking up all the tools. As I swept, I stayed wondering about things. My dad, the man I'm supposed to look up to, wasn't the man I wish he was. I guess the biggest lesson that I was reminded of today was that my dad wasn't the best father I could have had but regardless he was my father. I know he loved me but did he? Did he really love me? Why invite Mary to moments that should have been for me and him? The times my dad actually spend with me alone are counted and I don't say this to get attention. I say it because it's the truth. He claimed he was too busy to spend time with me but is that really the reason he couldn't spend more time with me? I hope one day he changes my opinion of him. I really do. Maybe he'll never see the errors of his ways and that's okay too. Maybe I'm just selfish for wanting to hang out with him for an afternoon, just the two of us. Who knows? Only God knows. The scene switches to Eric and Lee in the truck again and the clock reads 5.22. Lee. Well, how was working at the shop for you? Eric. It was hot, really hot, but I. I had fun. Lee. What did you like most about it? Eric. Spending time with you. Lee. I like that part too. You know I love you very much right? Eric. Yeah dad, I know you love me. You tell me all the time. I just. Eric gets cut off by Lee. Lee. Believe me when I tell you that everything I do, I do for you and your little sister, and your mom too. Everything I do, I do it so the family never goes to bed hungry and never has to suffer going through things that I went through. I would lay down my life for this family if I had to miho. Eric. I'm, I'm thankful. I, try to be. Lee. That sucks it's only one day here. Maybe in the summer you can come down again. Eric. Yeah maybe. Lee. Everything alright? Eric. Yeah. Everything's alright. They continue driving until Lee pulls up outside their house. Lee. Hey, I really like that we spent today working together. Today has a special place in my heart. It was, great. Eric. It was, something. It was something for sure. Lee. Yeah, I'll see you Papa, I'm going to the pool hall for a bit. Behave okay. I love you. Eric. Me too. Eric and Lee hug to say goodbye and Eric then exits the vehicle and enters the house through the garage that had been opened by Lee earlier. The camera shows the garage close slowly as Eric watches that the garage closes all the way at the door as Eric enters the house and closes the door as it closes completely. Eric goes into the living room and gets his phone out. He turns on the phone because he turned it off after lunch. His phone vibrates and vibrates right after the other. The camera shows four text messages from Gabby and one missed call from Gabby. He begins dialing. Gabby. Hello. Eric. Gabby. Gabby. Eric? Oh my gosh. How did it go and why didn't you reply to me huh? You think it's okay to not text back at least. Eric. It was a busy day Gabby. I'm like, tired. A little frustrated. Ugh. I feel a little lightheaded. 
Gabby. Oh, Commande, really? Eric. Yeah. I'm serious, ha. Huh? My back hurts for some reason. This is why I don't lift heavy things. Gabby. How'd your push-ups go in the morning? Eric. I'm almost at two push-ups, so, yeah. Gabby. That's awesome. I actually did a couple of squats here at home. Did a couple of jumping squats and then a couple of squats with my mom's kettlebell. I can feel like something is gonna be burning later if you know what I mean, jelly bean. Eric. Squats are mainly butt cheeks aren't they? Gabby. The legs also support you in the squat. Before you know it, my legs will be muscular and I'll be able to wear shorts so everyone can see my strongest legs. You know that if you got strongest legs, you just gotta show them off, you just have to. Eric. I guess if I had nice legs, I'd show them off too. Yeah, I'm sure I would. Gabby. Well, tell me about the day at work. You said your back hurts, that sucks. I guess that's a man's job. You're just not used to it and that's why you're all like my body hurts. What was your dad making you lift? Rocks? Eric. No ha ha. If I was lifting rocks, I would have knocked out when I got here. I'm tired though, real tired. Erica can be heard in the background walking towards the living room as she calls Eric. Eric. I'll call you later okay. Bye. Gabby. Bye E. Erica sits on the couch next to Eric. Erica. Well, how was it? Eric. It was, something. Erica. Are you hungry? What could I make for dinner huh? Eric. We could go out to eat. Erica. Just us three? Eric. Well, yeah, just us three. Pops, Pops had plans. Erica. Okay, sounds good. Where could we go? Eric. I think I know the perfect place. The camera then abruptly shifts to a breakfast plate with sunny side up eggs and hash browns from a top view. An excessive amount of ketchup is plastered all over the eggs, probably more than it really needs. The camera then turns and shows it's Eric's plate. The camera then switches positions and shows Leslie and his mom. Leslie smiles at her burger. Erica got a sandwich and offers Eric a bite. He nods no as he stares at his plate of food. Erica. You sure you don't want a bite? Eric. Maybe in a bit. He begins cutting into his eggs and starts eating. Leslie. So, how was working with Poppy Eric? Did you like it? She takes a bite out of the burger. Eric. Aye, it was, it was great. I loved it. I should go back more often. Erica. If you really liked it, you can work there in the summer. Eric. Maybe. I'll think about it. Leslie. I wish I could have gone to work with Poppy. Eric. You wouldn't like it. Leslie. It's because I'm a girl, you think I can't do what you can do? He puts his fork down slowly and it clinks with the plate. Eric. No, it has nothing to do with that Leslie. Just believe me when I tell you, you wouldn't like it. A montage of Eric eating with his family at the restaurant begins. Eric, voiceover. I loved my family, but I wish it was perfect. The older we get, the more we realize how imperfect a family really is. I wish I didn't know those things about my dad. He never asked me to stay quiet about it, but I did. I stayed quiet about it, but for all I knew maybe she knew. My mother wasn't stupid and maybe she knew what went on with my father but I didn't ask because how could I ask something like that? 
at the end of day, no matter what, and believe me when I tell you I love my dad. I really do. The screen goes black. Dash. Scene 7. The Ride Along. December 30th, 2015. 1.49 AM. We see a kid and a man sitting down in a red BMW but we don't see who it is. The man seems to be just relaxing seated and leaned back in his seat as the kid just sits perfectly still. We don't get a view of his face but only of him sitting down. We only see the driver as he lights a cigarette. They appear to be parked. The man smiles and laughs a little as he starts smoking the cigarette. Man. You did good kid. I didn't know if you had it in you. Looks like you do. This type of life ain't for the weak. We need strong people. We need people who can withstand shit like all of this tonight, well, I do ha. Huh? I could use a kid like you. I know, I know. I told you all about my kid but, my kid, he's not even really my kid you know? He's adopted and I love him like a son but I think something is wrong with him. The first time I took him out to kill a guy, ha, huh, he vomited all over the fucking floor before he even killed the guy. He couldn't handle it, but you could. You stared that motherfucker right in the eyes and ended him. Wow. What a fucking night. He lowers the window as he admires the car for a moment as the smoke spreads around the car and exits through the window. Man. This car. How'd you get this car again kid? Kid. My mother won it in a raffle. Man. You were serious? Kid. Yes sir. Man. You okay kid? Kid. I was a little scared but I'm better than I've been in a long time Mr. Sharp. Man. Please, Rogelio is fine. It gets easier with practice kid. We find out the man smoking is Don Rogelio but we don't fully know who the kid is. Rogelio. If I was your father, I'd be proud of you. Kid. That feels nice to have someone be proud of me. Rogelio. Ha ha, why? Kid. Because if my father were here, he'd be telling me how disappointed he is in me. He'd tell me how much of a failure I am. How much I failed him. Rogelio. Hey, kid, listen, and listen well. I've met losers kid. I've seen all types of people and you're a rare breed. If your father can't see how great you are, then well, fuck him. I don't know you too well but hey, I see that look in your eyes. That look comes once in a lifetime. Tonight is just the beginning of a new life for you, if you want it to be. Think about it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Shit. I need to buy fireworks. Fuck me. We see Sharp pushing the start button on the car and tosses his cigarette out of the window and begins driving away. The camera zooms in on the cigarette that he threw out the window still lit. It begins to slowly burn out as the screen fades black.